and uh, obviously the boards and the experience I mean for people to see those things lit up and feel like the Dell Diamond of old uh, like I said has been I think inspirational for a lot of people Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Tim Jackson, General Manager, and Steve Richard, Director of Ballpark Entertainment, both with the Round Rock Express. We're going to hear about their home at Dell Diamond, events they've hosted, and the outlook for 2021. And we're here today with Tim and Steve. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. And Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing very good as well. Thanks for having us. All right. I'm doing well. I'm here with Matt. Got to ask him how he's doing. <laughs> I'm over here six feet away from you, Justin. I'm doing just fine. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, Tim, can we start with you to get a little background of your position and, and what you do with the Round Rock Express? Sure. Yeah. General manager here uh, going on my, my now 12th season with the club starting in 2010. Uh, really started doing more uh, community relations, baseball operations type things. Uh, back then, and and now I, I think this is my six years as general manager. So, blessing to work here and, and working for uh, the ownership group led by Nolan Ryan and his family um, here in Central Texas, which is a booming community. And so, um, happy to be a part of it. Awesome. And then we'll cut over to you. Then, uh, Steve, could you maybe give a background of yourself, your role with uh, Round Rock Express as well? Yeah, happy to. Uh, so, I am the director of Ballpark Entertainment. I oversee all the uh, in-game activations, uh, whether it be promotions on the field to you know digital signage, all of our uh, video displays, audio, um, you name it. Uh, basically, a, a long story short, how I like to tell people what I do is it's the uh, ticket ticket sales guys uh, and gals' job to get people here, and then it's my job to make sure they have a good time so that they come back. So, um, yeah, Ballpark Entertainment is kind of my forte. I've been here since 15, 2015. Um, actually interned here years before that and found my way back here. So this is, uh, I guess, season number six, six, seven. I don't know. It's ID count last year. It's kind of a tricky question, but uh, January 2015 is when I came back here. You definitely count last year, all that we went through. We, yeah, yeah, yeah count for two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You don't want to have to remember it, but you want to count it. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of curious too, Steve. Um, you mentioned you start out, you know, with an internship there. Had you done anything prior to that? I mean, kind of either with minor league or with any other sports, college sports, doing this type, this type of work? Yeah, so this was actually, when I interned here, that was my second gig out of college. My first one right out of college was an internship with the Houston Texans. And so I was uh, I was basically doing there what I, what I do now. I was an intern um, uh, in the uh, entertainment production uh, area. And so my boss uh, there had actually, he'd been in baseball before that too. He'd been with the Astros. And so um, I always knew I wanted to get into baseball, but uh, obviously, you know, getting out of right out of college and having an opportunity like that, of course, I'm going to take it. And then uh, not long after that, um, I found my way right back into baseball. I got an internship here in Round Rock. Um, after that season was done, they hired me full time down at Corpus Christi with the Hooks, which is the Astros double A team. And um, ultimately found my way back here after a few years. And here I am. Tim, I want to ask you this real quick. Can you give us a little history of the team and, and your home there at Dell Diamond? Sure. Yeah. So we're going on season uh, what is this? Well, I get 22, I would suppose. We, we celebrate our 20th anniversary season in 2019. Uh, obviously lost last year. So really season 22 is what it would be, but started in 2000. I mentioned before, Nolan Ryan, his family led by Reed Ryan, who was most recently with the, the president of the Houston Astros. Uh, kind of his vision to bring uh, professional baseball back to Central Texas here. And of course, Round Rock, for those that don't know, is about 20 minutes north of Austin. And so a booming area here in Central Texas. And 
uh, really the growth that we've had over the last 20 years has, has really been incredible. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, that started back in 2000, double A for the Houston Astros. As Steve mentioned, the, the uh, Ryan Sanders family, which is our, our complete ownership group, uh, built the Corpus Christi Hooks down there in Corpus. So that became the double A for the Astros. Round Rock in 2005 became triple A for the Houston Astros. And my first year here in 2010 was kind of the last year with the Houston Astros and kind of the run we originally had. We then switched affiliations to the Texas Rangers in 2011 uh, on the heels of their first World Series appearance and then World Series in 2011. So from a baseball standpoint, uh, that was pretty exciting to be a part of. And then in 2019, we, we uh, reaffiliated back with the Houston Astros and, and had an amazing season, our biggest yet we've ever had in year 20, which not a lot of clubs can say. And then with all that's new in the uh, professional baseball world, Major League Baseball taking a bigger role and minor league baseball, we're now back with the Texas Rangers. Uh, so again, I've been AAA now since 2005 uh, and, and AA prior to that. And so again, blessing to work for the Ryan family who, uh, again, the, the three folks we want to take care of most is our staff, our fans, you know, sponsors, and then our, our players. And, mm-hmm. and we feel like, and I know I'm sure other minor league teams have said this, but we're the 31st big league team. Uh, <laughs> we want it to feel that way for the players. Uh, for the fans, uh, and again, uh, for for years on end, we've been top five, top ten, and and uh, uh, all of minor league baseball attendance. And so, it's a pretty um, uh, pretty baseball savvy area. They they love their Round Rock Express. Uh, and again, like Steve said, it's not just the baseball. Most of our fans at this level come for the experience. And so, Steve plays a huge role uh, alongside uh, the boards we have uh, with you guys to make sure that it won't be the last time they come back to Dell Diamond. Yeah, it's kind of a good segue into this then, too, talking about the stadium then that you play in, right? And maybe then we can just cut it over to you, Steve. Can you maybe give our listeners, you know, especially if they haven't been there, can you give them an overview of kind of what Dell Diamond is like? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful ballpark. Like like Tim said, it's over 20 years old now, but you wouldn't know that if you came here and, and uh, you saw it in person. It's a, a beautiful ballpark. We've done a lot of upgrades over the year over the years. And so, uh, I mean, gosh, since I've been here, we've upgraded the sound system. Um, we've added ribbon boards with you guys just uh, last year. Um, we've added uh, some LED displays out in the outfield walls. We upgraded ballpark seats a couple of years ago. We've gotten LED lights in the ballpark now. We added a a, a new fun uh, attraction out in the right center field called Home Run Dugout, which is kind of the equivalent of, of uh, Top Golf for baseball. So uh, just the you know in the the last five six years since I've been here, um, we've really done a lot to to keep this place fresh and. And to, uh, to make it a fun place to be for everyone, not just, you know, the baseball purists. And so, um, but yeah, as far as, uh, you know, the the uh, digital side of things in here, we've got our main display, which came in, I believe, around 2011. Tim could probably yep. uh, verify 2011. that. Yes. So 2011, we added that. And then uh, maybe it was the same year shortly after we got the outfield wall LEDs. Um, and then the old scoreboard, uh, when we put the new one in, we used the the uh, display that was under there that was just for the line score. We moved that over to right field. Uh, it was kind of as an auxiliary display. So once we got the ribbons in here, we kind of turned that into permanent side, uh, signage. And now the ribbons, uh, which were installed last year, are along our uh, first base and third base side of the suite level. And so, of course, we've got a marquee, a roadside marquee up front as well. And so um, all that's under you guys with Dactronics. And, you know, we we are uh, always striving to to be creative. Uh, you know, of course, we want to put the information out there that we need to, but we want it to look good. And, and uh, you guys are a big part of that. But, yeah, again, uh, it's like Tim said, too, it's just it's a great place to be in as far as where our ballpark's located. It's 20 minutes from downtown Austin. It's in a, in a booming community. We're one of the fastest growing areas in the entire nation. So, you know, if you're, whether you're a baseball fan or just looking for, uh, for, you know, in an evening to go, to go spend a great time out at the, uh, at the ballpark and check out the attractions, have a hot dog, have a beer. Um, you know, it's a great place to come out too. 
Yeah, you sold me there with a hot dog and a beer. So um, <laughs> trying to think about, you know, when you get a new display, you've mentioned you've had different ones come in, you know, the the outfield ones, the main video. I'm kind of curious from your standpoint too then, when you get these, what's one of the first things you do? Because you guys have a, a good fan base. You talk about you're the top in attendance. What is your first thing? Is it kind of like, hey, what are some fun, crazy ideas we can do with this to engage with fans? I mean, I know you have, you know, like sponsorship things that you got to fulfill, but what is it like kind of getting maybe like the shiny new toy? How do you handle that right away? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, let's see. We got them installed right before our college classic last year. And so honestly, the first thing I thought of at that point was like, okay, score templates, like what is it going to look like? You know, just for the information display aspect of it, Um, Mm -hmm. just because it was so close to that tournament. That was the first thing that I wanted to knock out. And so, um, you know, I've kind of got that to where I, where I like it now and same for all of our other displays as well. But, um, you know, this year, now that, um, you know, we hope express baseball is going to be back in early May, it sounds like now, you know, now it's time to start having some fun with it this year. And so, um, you know, another thing too, with minor league baseball, it looks like we're going to have some restrictions for, for what we're allowed to do on the field as far as promotions goes. And so, you know, not being able to do, you know, a, a mascot race or a dizzy bat, we got to find other ways to engage our crowd. And we're going to be leading quite a bit on, you know, video board interaction to do that. And so, you know, one thing that I just off the top of my head that we started doing with our outfield wall boards last year, a couple of years ago was um, uh, an outfield wall race. And so basically we have a fan, starting on the left field foul line uh and then we'll you know depending on whatever we want to do that night if it's theme night 90s night for example let's say we'll get like a t-rex from jurassic park (laughs) and we'll have him run across the outfield displays and so the fan has to run from the left field foul pole along the outfield warning track to the end of the right field wall board and so they've got to race whatever you know character we we choose that night and so uh that's just one small example of, of ways that we use our our displays in a fun way um, you know, of course, we've got like, you know, your cap shuffles and stuff like that on the main board as well. But um, this year is going to be a, 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 an exciting challenge to to think of what other stuff we can do since we're going to be a little bit uh, hamstrung on the on-field portion. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got some good ideas and you're, you're ready to kind of take that challenge on. But can we um, talk about last year a little bit? You mentioned the tournament that you, you got them in time for last year and then how that kind of led into this COVID situation that is no doubtedly the reason for some of the restrictions of things you can do this year. How did you guys kind of handle that last year? Yeah, it was, uh, well, yeah, we were talking before we started this about that tournament. It was, it was strange because, you know, we just finished that tournament this year. And it was it was during that tournament last year that, you know, COVID started kind of making news around here. And we're like, oh, it's going to be a thing over here. And sure enough, you know, less than a month later, we're all working from home. So mm-hmm. we were fortunate enough to to be able to, to do some events um, during the season last year or during what would have been the season last year. Um, you know, we, we even hosted a, a short collegiate league at Texas, the Texas Collegiate League, which is a wood bat league, much like the Cape Cod League or one of those prominent leagues you hear about. And so mm-hmm. we were able to use our displays in a game setting just like we would for an express game. But we were, again, we were fortunate enough to be able to host a variety of events. We did movie nights, of course, on the main board, a UFC fight watch party. One of the cool things that we did in May when a lot of high school kids would normally be graduating at these large convention centers is since that wasn't allowed to happen, we were taking submissions um, of graduate pictures and we would put them on our marquee uh, display outside by the by the highway. And so, you know, we had it scheduled, you know, certain schools on certain days. And so families would know when their kid was going to be displayed on the board. So they'd drive up here. We'd see people in their, in their cars in the parking lot waiting for their kid to, to show on the main board or on the marquee. And um, they'd hop out of the car. They'd get a picture with them in front of it. And it was just really cool to see um, so many people in their cars, like just waiting to, to see their kid be recognized on our board when they couldn't see them walk the stage in a, 
you know, in a giant convention center or something right. like that. So, um, one of my biggest memories from last year, um, was the 4th of July we hosted, it was the first concert probably anywhere in remotely close to round rock that was taking place in central Texas. And it was Granger Smith. And he happens to live in Georgetown, which is right up the road from us. So it's 4th of July. It was our first event that we had done since, since that, uh, college classic. And so, you know, we were taking all the safety precautions that we needed to do to ensure um, for our fans that it was going to be a safe experience. We painted pods on the field. We put up bike rack. We roped off certain seats so that, you know, you couldn't sit next to strangers and uh, one-way traffic on the concourses. So <clears throat> at the end of the day, you know, you're you're just hoping that everyone abides by the rules because if they don't, then this isn't happening again. But um, right. it was yeah. it was such a great event. I mean, everyone followed the rules. I think people were just happy to be back at the ballpark in a public setting and enjoying live music and being in that in that ballpark atmosphere so just having having a concert on the field having you know the imag up on the main board just doing a full show essentially having all our displays fired up and it was just a really cool event for it to be on fourth of july and afterwards to have a giant firework show man i still get chills it was just such a great experience after all that we had been through for those you know, four or five months from February to July. Um, mm-hmm. And then to, to have an event like that was just really awesome. That's, that is, a, those are all great examples. Cause that makes me think about, you know, an athletic director we talked to last fall that was having football back at their college. It was one of those, if everyone does what we ask them to do, we can yeah. keep doing this, right? So it's that everyone wants this and misses it. So just hoping everyone abides by these type of rules, distancing the one-way hallways, like you mentioned, um, you can keep it going. I'd like to maybe kind of come to you under this, Tim, um, Kind of, you know, thinking about last year from your perspective too, right? When you start hearing about COVID coming up and maybe having all these regulations, do you just start by grabbing, you know, like Steve and other people on your staff and say, we got to start brainstorming these different ideas to, to keep people coming in? Yeah, I mean, Steve had a lot of that stuff on the head. Uh, you know, I say last year, we got to count that as a season, but it feels like, you know, three years worth of an experience. <laughs> yeah. so, but Steve's right. You know, you, it, there's been so many examples, I think, from a uh, this facility, you know, obviously been here for 20 years, this place has meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, as you guys know, in, in minor league baseball, it's more about the experience and creating memories than it is coming out to watch the star shortstop or whatever it may be. Because either way, on Friday nights, if we win by 10 or lose by 10, we shoot fireworks and people have fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's more about the experience, and this place has meant so much to, uh, honestly, now a generation of people. And so uh, no minor league baseball season isn't just a bummer for, for baseball fans. It's a bummer for a community. And so... We want to try to find a way to do it safely uh, to still welcome, even albeit at a reduced capacity, back to this stadium to still create memories during what's probably the toughest year in a lot of people's lives. And so, you know, Steve, it's a small example of putting all the high school graduates on our marquee, which is honestly, I think, something we'll probably continue to do. It was Mm -hmm. such a neat thing to see families come up and have their phones held up for five minutes waiting for their kids' uh, picture to flash (laughs) up. But even just a a messaging, right? I mean, we have this kind of – it's getting busier and busier as a highway out in front of our stadium. Uh, just one of those messages of hope of we'll be back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can look at baseball and what it is we do here. And again, think it's not essential, but like I said, it's essential to a lot of our community. Uh, and it's a place for, for three hours typically uh, for people to get away from whatever they're dealing with uh, and, and to build memories with family and friends and the like. And so uh, just just be a message of hope. And so obviously that the marquee plays a role in that, but like Steve said, being able to host events in this ballpark, that July 4th was, you know, uh, obviously had a lot of, we, we put a lot of work and effort and money into making this place safe and thinking, you know, are, are people going to come? Are they going to feel safe while they're here? Um, you know, some of the messages we got uh, from a front office standpoint leading up were, were, not, uh, were not nice and things I can't repeat of what they thought of us hosting an event. But we thought, you know what, 
we're going to do it safely. And if if people don't feel safe, they won't come back or they won't come at all. Mm -hmm. And we had a really reduced capacity uh, and it went off without a hitch. Uh, And the next day, you know, since it's a country uh, music artist, cmt.com had an aerial picture of our stadium and the layout during the event. I said, this is how we concert now. Uh, And so it ended up being such a positive thing. And Steve said it, the people that were leaving the stadium, the the amount of notes and emails we got after the fact saying, thank you so much for doing this for our family. It's meant so much for us. Um, A lot of people didn't know who Granger Smith was. They came out and said, hey, Dell Diamond's open. It's July 4th. They're going to have music and fireworks, and they're going to do it in a safe way. Um, So it meant a lot to them. So all the events we hosted last year, uh, Steve mentioned the, the, uh, the summer collegiate uh, deal we did it was it ended up being 13 games mm-hmm. you know we had small crowds for that but it but it felt like baseball and that's what we all kind of signed up for and then what Steve failed to mention is really kind of the last big event we did last year we did bulls in the ballpark so we did a two-day bull riding event oh. uh, on our infield um, and that was so much fun right a lot of that was some crossover of our, our normal demographic of fans but we had a lot of new people who hadn't been here ever or in a long time and so in total, we did about 30 events during the pandemic. Uh, we did them all safely and alongside, you know, our city officials and the health departments and all the rest. But it kind of, you know, brought us back to, like Steve mentioned, we did that college class again last weekend. And it was kind of almost this full circle, right? The last big event we did prior to COVID was the college classic. And we just did it again. It's almost like this restart. All right, let's reset this thing. Here we are again. Yes, we're in limited capacity. But, it, I mean, we had, I don't know, a little over 3,000 people on a Saturday night. Uh, which just felt like a full stadium to us. <laughs> yeah. And again, hopefully, hopefully feels like, um, you know, the step in the right direction to get back to some normalcy. And, and like Steve said, starting back up in May. Um, and uh, obviously the boards and the experience, I mean, for people to see those things lit up and feel like the Dell Diamond of old, uh, like I said, has been, I think, inspirational for a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear and all the variety of events and the different things you're doing with your displays. Um, I have to I have to ask, I'm, I'm assuming the control system and and that side of things and uh, putting on a different event, um, you have to have a certain ability to control those displays and then being digital makes them a little more versatile to help out with that. Uh, was there any big challenges you had to overcome to to host different style of events like bull riding to say like bull riding yeah. to even putting <laughs> different pictures on the marquee. Yeah. So bull riding was, it was, it was fun. I mean, uh, challenging, I wouldn't say challenging, but it was, it was fun to get creative in how we use some of those displays. I mean, of course, like our outfield balls and, and uh, ribbon boards, we, we just kind of used as, as a sponsor loops. But so one thing that we did was uh, we added the pitch clock into our repertoire for, for uh, displays that night. And so we tried to figure out, okay, it's upstairs in the press box. It's right above the control room. Like, how are we going to be able to control it down here so we can talk to both the operator and then also myself in the control room? Cause it has to be synced up properly uh, when they, when they hop on the ball, when they get bucked off. And so, uh, we actually had enough slack on the uh, on the little remotes to hang it out of the window, uh, down into the window in the control room. So, <laughs> uh, but it worked. It was it worked. It looked awesome. Uh, so, in addition to having, of course, iMag on the video board, and um, you know, we of course we had lower thirds with all the riders' names and and what city they were from up there as well. Um, you know, we had a, a camera crew. Uh, we had wireless right there in the chute, uh, which was on the pen in the uh, infield. Uh, and then of, of course we had high home and some other locations as well, but the pitch clock, uh, was a really cool additional feature that, you know, we, we don't use that for anything else when we're not doing a, a baseball game. Um, but we were able to tie it into this one as an eight second clock, um, which was really cool. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it was fun to just add that little piece into the show, but again, it was just such a fun event. Um, and again, the Austin rodeo, uh, for them to, 
essentially not be able to do anything this past year. It was great because we got to put on a, a really fun event here at the ballpark, but it also allowed the Austin rodeo to, uh, to do an event as well. Uh, so it was a true win-win and um, it was, it was a great partnership. Um, and, you know, hopefully knock on wood, we do it again this year, but um, you know, it was, it was just an awesome, awesome event. Um, again, we were, I think Tim can verify, but I'm pretty sure we were to capacity for both uh, the Friday and Saturday dates that it took place. But um, yeah, that was another great event that we did. And it was just another, Another fun way to get our displays all fired up and, and kind of show off what we can do from from that standpoint here in the ballpark. And I'm thinking, um, you mentioned, you know, when you when you first got the displays, your mind went to, all right, I need stats layouts. Here's how I'm going to handle them. Thinking back from like that to now, have you? And we hear this a lot, I would say, with customers too, right? When they get a new display, their first thought is, I, I don't want to crash this thing. I want to get the bare minimum up there, make sure it works good. I get I get comfortable with the control equipment, the control software. And then maybe after that first season or so, then you start getting a little more kind of creative and things. Have you have you kind of felt that way? Do you feel like you've kind of grown in what you can do with the display since they first got there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've played around with with a, a lot of our layouts over the years on the main board, uh, changed the look. Um, again, you know, we started incorporating outfield races on the outfield wall boards. Um, you know, now we have the ribbon boards, um, you know, we'll see what we can do with that as well. And again, just going back to the fact that we're going to have to lean heavily on our, on our displays now for interactive content, since we can't do anything on the field, you know, it's definitely spurred some ideas. I mean, even just basic stuff like, you know, on the main board, instead of being able to do dizzy bat race, maybe we do like, you know, a game show, uh, you know, baseball jeopardy or something like that. So, and then, uh, as far as like the ribbon boards, now that, now that we have them installed, our boards essentially do kind of a 360 in the ballpark. So um, there's, you know, a little bit of a gap between each of them, but for the most part, you know, we have 360 LEDs now. And so, you know, you see those things, maybe when you go to Chuck E. Cheese or, or you know, Dave and Buster's, whatever, you, you have to stop the light on a certain number to win something. Maybe we can do something where, you know, there's a graphic <laughs> going around all of them and, you know, fans says stop on the wireless mic. And if they land on something, maybe they win. So, so um, that's just something <laughs> I've got in my mind. <laughs> I haven't really uh, graphically or, or uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, production-wise, I haven't really put it on paper or, you know, started messing with it in After Effects yet, but it's in my head. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how that looks, how timing works, how we make it stop when a fan says stop. Um, so I'm going through that right now. And, you know, uh, we've got a little bit more time before baseball starts. So I hope to have something uh, ready for that first game. And I, w- I would never say um, that anyone was set up for last year, right, with COVID happening, not knowing what was going to happen. But Kevin, I'm going to go to you, Tim. You had mentioned, you know, the, the minor league experience is about the experience going on there, right? So, I mean, minor league ballparks are always trying to think of fun and engaging ideas like this, like some of the things that you did last year when you had all these obstacles to overcome. Um, where, where do all these ideas come from? Is it kind of the two of you just in a, you know, in a room with a whiteboard writing it down? Or is it, Tim, do you go to other games, get some ideas, and then just come back and, and dump them all on Steve? And he says, like, what he can and can't do? How does that work? <laughs> Yeah, we still ideas with the best of them, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> no, we work like, I will say, though, Steve brought up Chuck E. Cheese. R.I.P. to Chuck E. I, I don't think those guys are still around. So, Steve, that's, 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 that's I was just using the uh, yeah. location is where you go to play. Ah, yeah, there you go. I got it, got it. No, it's too soon, man, too soon. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's look, like you said, this is kind of the minor league. Uh, you can do anything in a minor league baseball state, and that's what we always say, and it's true. We've done just about everything, and so that's what's fun about it, right, is – it is more about the experience. So what are ways that we can grow that? We always challenge Steve. Like he talks about it. You know, he's the guy that is super creative, right? But you also have to try to take that creativity and structure it, right? And make it make sense, which is tough for a lot of creatives. So I think there's a lot of times Steve's like, I got a bunch of ideas. And I'm like, okay, let's 
let's put those down. Let's figure out, does it work? Does it make sense? And like Steve said, on my side, I have to oversee all areas of the business as a general manager mm-hmm. from the marketing side to the sales side and, 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 and the practical side of, like you said, you get a new board going, okay, what's the line score? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have that. we got to get the basic information up there. How do we make it look clean, but also leave enough room? Because I want to be able to sell a certain amount of square footage to a sponsor, mm-hmm. right? And, and maybe get a premium price on that. And how do we satisfy existing sponsors or new sponsors? Or how many sponsor loops can we have? Do we want to do we want to sell it as an inning sponsor? Or do we want to loop them like we do in the outfit every, you know, break and play or every 30 seconds, whatever else? And so you, you get a new thing and it's shiny and it's great. Like Steve mentioned, every year, you know, on the club side, we try to add something new. Sometimes it's not super sexy. It could be LED filled lights, which people don't really notice, or it could be, you know, new seats or a new sound system, which maybe you don't notice as much, but all of a sudden you're seeing the game more crisp than you ever seen it. You're hearing the experience uh, more uh, clearly than you ever have. You know, you're more comfortable in a wider seat and all these things kind of lend to that experience. And then obviously the, the, the ones that everybody sees and hears and feels is what Steve does. And so you're trying to say, hey, we do a great job. We feel like you're getting Del Diamond. You're going to come back and bring friends the next time. But how do you stay? How do you stay creative? Like what worked last year uh, that people love? Let's roll that forward. But how can we maybe tweak it a bit? What do we just want to totally implode and do something new with? And like Steve said, as a great uh, great point is, per the Major League Baseball protocols, we're probably not going to be able to allow people on the field mm-hmm. to do. You know, uh, like you said, dizzy bats or the flying fries we do with Whataburger uh, here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, where where else in the ballpark can we do it? What other things can we lean on to uh, replace that experience a little bit? And then now going, okay, what have we not done with the boards that, you know, may take some time but are features that we've just not dove into because, like Steve said, it was so new prior to the, the college classic, and we just didn't have a lot of time because we're working from home for so long to really dive into what are some really creative things that we can do. And so now I feel like we're starting to get some footing to be able to do that moving forward. And this year we're going to have to keep being real creative, right? Mm-hmm. on, um, you know, what can I do for sponsors uh, to keep more of their monies uh, in this year and not have to roll them forward because maybe a limited capacity scenario. So we have to continue to be super, super creative. So I think we'll lean more on what we can do uh, with those boards, with multiple boards. How can we not just say, well, the main board is the main board, and now we're, how can we tie all these together at the same time, right, um, to really impact the feel in a stadium? So um, it's a constant creative process. We want to not just – uh, make those changes and, and, and do those prior to the season, do it in season. What if something worked? What if we thought of something? And, and Steve's the best at that. We have a whole marketing team um, uh, that uh, gets together, obviously, weekly to talk about what can we do that makes sense. And again, on my side, we got to layer in the practical nature of it, the sponsor mm-hmm. layer of it, uh, and make it all work. Right, right. I'm curious, do you have anything kind of in your back pocket that you're ready to come up with for the 2021 season that you can kind of tease tease people with to entice them to come to the, the ballpark? Well, that'd be a Steve question. Again, I, you know, <laughs> this, year has been, this year has been obviously unique, right? All you're trying to do to say, you know, we didn't get a schedule until a week and a half ago. Oh, okay. um, so we're all behind the eight ball. We're not in the normal processes. Normally, you know, you get to the fall, you kind of assess what you did, what went, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly of the prior season. Let's start putting some fun, creative stuff, sponsor elements thing together. And then when you get to this time of the year, I mean, we're four and a half weeks away. What would have been our season? Although, like Steve said, it's been pushed a month now. So there's a little more buffer time to kind of prepare some of those elements and what we want to do. Uh, we're obviously a lean staff, too. We unfortunately had to lay off uh, about 40% of our staff late May last year. So there's just so many going into this year. Some of it is just treading water. 
But at the same time, uh, what we're known for, you're going to, well, how can we change it? What we're going to do going into 2020 that still makes sense, uh, that maybe is not super labor intensive uh, that we could execute. Uh, I still want to get something unique and creative in front of a sponsor who wants to own something that's never been done before. And so Mm -hmm. that process continues. It's just different because, you know, we lack uh, the amount of staff we had before. Uh, We're also still, you know, like I said, we had the College Classic last weekend. Uh, We have the Big Ten coming in. There's four teams from the Big Ten doing kind of a closed tournament this weekend. So that'll include our boards and our experience, even though it'll just be a pass list for parents and and, uh, scouts. So it won't be our normal crowds coming in. And then we have two concerts, which I know we want to talk about moving forward. Uh, in the uh, in the month of March, uh, two big concerts will be sold out. Probably have over four thousand fans for for both of those events out here. So, um, you know, it's not like we're just sitting on our thumbs until baseball season. There's other events <laughs> we're trying to plug and trying to plug and play. Now that we have an extra month leading up, are there other college games? You know, baseball's easy to plug and play. High school games we want to do, and so maybe give us a chance to maybe roll out something that you know we would like to do in an express game and kind of test market it for a high school game. So. Um, those efforts continue. They're just different, uh, obviously, going into this year. And hopefully, like I said, we can keep getting creative and build off some stuff. And by the time we get to the express season this year and certainly the latter parts of the express season, we're, uh, we're back to, um, you know, some sense of normalcy. Tim said it pretty well. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, uh, trying to, you know, get people in here, I think just the fact that baseball is going to be back alone is going to um, get a lot of folks to, to want to come back out to the ballpark and experience that atmosphere. And, um, you know, certainly, you know, the good thing is one of my jobs is ordering our giveaway items. And uh, luckily, we've got all of those in our sheds right now from last year. So <laughs> uh, so we, we, we've got those in our back pocket. But, I mean, you know, that'll get people here. But it, like Tim said, you know, once people are actually in the ballpark, um, we want to give them a good experience. And if we can't do something that we uh, normally do, you know, two years ago, um, you know, we'll find a new way to do it this year. Um, you know, Tim mentioned Whataburger Flying Fries. That's that's a really popular promotion that we do here. Um, and so we're looking at, can we do it somewhere else in the ballpark? Do we have like a dedicated space that we could do it every game, even if it's, you know, a packed house uh, to capacity that is, but, um, you know, and if not, like, what else can we do? What can we do on the video board? And so, I mean, it is an interesting season. You know, there's there's certainly you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it like, well, crap, we can't do this anymore. Uh, or you can look at like, OK, well, we can scrap this. You know, we can come up with a new and easier way to do it. Um, and that goes not just for in-game promotion. That goes for everything. I mean, national mm-hmm. anthem singers, for example, we can't have them on the field. So, you know, mm-hmm. we are looking at different places to put them in the ballpark, make it logistically easier to to execute stuff like that. Um, you know, from everything from anthems to promotions to, uh, oh, gosh, you name it, anything that involves the field. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting opportunity uh, to come up with new ways of doing old things um, and to, again, utilize those boards now that we have um, you know, boards all around the ballpark to, to come up with ways to util- utilize those uh, for new promotions and and uh, ways to replace existing ones. And then, uh, you know, just uh, it's just, a again, I think it's just an exciting time for, for fans in general to to want to come back to the ballpark. And then once they're here, you know, we're going to put on our best show with what we have, uh, what we're able to to do for league rules. Yeah, it's kind of making me think of we talked with uh, Laura Johnson with the San Francisco 49ers about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think she said the term in there, and it's always stuck, is the, is the pent-up demand yeah. that she thinks that people have for sports, right? Like you're saying, there's going to be a lot of entertaining when they come, but there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand where people are just going to be so happy. I know I will be with the first time I go to a baseball game or yeah. football game or anything uh, right oh, no. now. It's just you're going to be so happy to just be there. So it's everything that you're going to be doing is just going to be you know be the icing on the cake on top of getting them there. Um, I kind of had a question. I'm not sure if this falls on you, Steve, or not, but you know, with all these different displays coming in, 
being installed at all these different times and making sure they all work together. Um, have you had any kind of uh, experience working with our services team to help make sure everything stays in top shape? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like Tim said, our, our uh, main board and I think outfield walls were both installed in 2011. So we've had them for a while now. Um, so yeah, just maintaining those, making sure they're, they're uh, up to, up to snuff. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a service contract, um, just because, you know, the age of the boards, we want to make sure that we're covered if something were to happen that we can just quickly have, have those issues resolved. And so, um, Ernesto is, is our local tech here and, and he's here, um, quite a bit, just, you know, whether it be for updating, you know, a show control system to, you know, uh, swapping out tiles on our, our marquee, we just got some new mods for the marquee. So, um, and replacing SATA cables. He was just replacing some SATA cables in the outfield walls yesterday. So, um, yeah, Mark, uh, yeah, Ernesto is a familiar face around here and, and, uh, you know, our, our relationship with the service side is great. Um, anytime that we need to get something addressed, um, you know, I'll send a, in a notification to, to the, the service account and they'll get Ernesto out here essentially the next day, if not that day, depending on what time it is. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a smooth, uh, um, it's been a great relationship. It's everything's gone really smoothly. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just excited to have everything back up and running, honestly, again, with that tournament this past weekend, you know, we were making sure all of our displays are, are working properly. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned the marquees is looking great now that we got all those mods replaced and we're ready. We're ready for 2021, whenever it starts, which uh, right now is May and hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. That's always great to hear. I mean, great to hear that you're, you're keeping everything up and running and we're helping you guys with that, but also great to hear that some form of live sports is going to be coming back. And yes. it sounds like everybody's excited to get back to some form of normalcy at live events where they can experience those and have a good time. Like you guys have been telling us, it's all about the experience and enjoying yourself and, and getting out and having fun win or lose. You still have a, a good amount of fun at the ballpark there. So I want to thank you guys for, for taking the time to talk with us today and share the story of the round rock express and, and what you've got going on at Dell diamond. Well, thank you for having us. It's uh it's been fun. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're thankful for all you guys do give a shout out to dan feldheim too <laughs> our sales <laughs> yeah. guy helps us along again we know we've got some boards out here that are kind of pushing up against it like i said steve said ernesto feels like a part of the family you know all of our staff knows him <laughs> and you guys are working hard to make sure we're, we're up and running and looking good and so um it really is a big part like i said on the minor league baseball side experience is so key mm-hmm. and you guys play a big role in that and so we're grateful for it we look forward to showing those off even more and all the things we have going on for the season once it happens so um, again, thank you guys for the time, and, and we look forward to getting all sports back. There we go. Same here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 